pause when the clock has started. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. My name is Doug Prezak, just like it was last week, and it will be next week. <laughs> welcome to the show. Hey, something happened this week that's not going to happen for another 100 years. Did you catch it? Tuesday was 2-22-22. So in 200 years, it's going to be 2-22-22-22. I will be recording podcast number 280 at that time. You know, I paid attention to the clock. Um, I missed the first 2-22, but I did catch the second one at 2-22 p.m. on 2-22-22. I was driving at the time. I um, I kind of expected more from it. I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but... Like a minute later, it was over. So, yeah, that happened. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, in the Who's Been Listening file, I haven't said hello to Bangkok, Thailand. They've downloaded a number of these podcast things. So, uh, hi to them. And hi to Upland, Indiana. Um, in case you didn't know, Upland's name comes from the fact it was believed to be the highest point on the rail line between Columbus and Chicago. So, there you go, Upland. And lastly, greetings is going out to Sterling, Virginia. Um, Hillary Burton was born in Sterling, Virginia. Did you guys know that there? She's, uh, she's an actress. She was on the TV shows, One Tree Hill and White Collar. So there you go. Hi to everybody. And, um, yeah, that's who listened last week. Well, a lot of other people did too, but that's, that's who I picked out to highlight. <laughs> okay. This has the potential of being a long show. So let's, let's get right to it. So, you know, where did this week's topic come from? Well, it's funny you should ask. It came from me watching TV. Uh-oh. I was channel hopping around the dial, then I, I finally settled on a show. In particular, I was watching an old episode from a TV show from the late 70s. Now, for all you young people listening out there, there was actually a time when the year started with the number 19. <laughs> In this case, the show was from 1978. Anyway, the show was called The Love Boat. Do you remember it? It was an anthology comedy series about the crew on the Princess cruise ship, and each week uh, they had assorted guests on who played passengers, all having romantic and humorous adventures. <laughs> you can't see, but I'm I'm using air quotes around the word humorous. Uh, none of the stuff on the series actually would fly today, um, but you know it was 1978 back then. Anyway, this particular episode was pretty boring, so I started paying attention to the background actors and what they were doing and miming and talking with each other. And then that got me to uh, remember that I and my executive producer, we were also background actors in a movie and actually a couple TV shows. You probably recognized us. Uh, the scene was a city street fair. I was guy holding popcorn. <laughs> my wife was girl holding cup. <laughs> we aced that scene. Let me tell you. So yeah, this episode is about background actors. Besides what I experienced, I did some more research. So, you know, you're busy. So I did it for you. So background actors, they've been around for about as long as the film industry itself. And if you want to uh, make your movie or TV show look real, well, you need background actors. Now, if I put it bluntly, they're essential to movie making to, for a, a look and feel of authenticity. Now, a lot has changed since the early days of Hollywood filmmaking, and that includes the transition of referring TV and film extras as background actors. When the entertainment industry started to take off in the early 1920s, thousands of people made their way to Hollywood hoping to become the next big star. Well, these hopefuls were called extras because they were the 
extra people who filled out the scenes. The main way to find work back 100 years ago was to wait outside the gates of studios, hoping a production would hire you on the spot. There was very little regulation on hiring film extras, and many people were actually exploited while they were looking for work. In an effort to fix the unemployment and exploitation issues that plagued the industry, the Motion Picture Producers and Distributors of America, the MPPDA, in in case you're writing all this down, they commissioned several studies of the unemployment conditions in Hollywood. After reviewing the results of the studies, the Central Casting Corporation was created in 1925 as a way to regulate the hiring of extras in Hollywood. Central Casting gave film extras a way to find work in the industry. It also gave them a better understanding of their pay and an insight into what to expect on a movie set. In the first six months of operation, Central Casting placed 113,000 extras, or 629 a day, into major Hollywood films. Now, words like atmosphere and background, they've been around since the early days of filmmaking, and the word extras remained the popular expression until the early 1990s. In 1992, the Screen Extras Guild merged with the Screen Actors Guild. That merge changed the term from extras to background actors. Background actors themselves were actually the primary force behind updating the terminology. Many of them felt the term background actor encompassed more of their responsibilities on the set than just being extras who filled out a scene. All right, you say you want to become a background actor. How do I start, you ask? Well, there are a number of casting agencies around Los Angeles and New York. There's also agencies in other states and cities that frequently have films produced there. Or you can do what we did. Just go to beinamovie.com. <laughs> you, know, you don't get paid, but you're in a movie. Okay, for reference sake, I'm going to use central casting as the basis of this information since they're the largest agency for background actors. It used to be that you had to get up early and plan to wait in line for hours in order to get signed up, but they've recently changed it all to an appointment format. Central casting and perhaps some other agencies also provide you with headshots. The important thing is don't go crazy with your hair and makeup. Be your natural self. Casting directors are looking for specifics. They might be looking for a girl with freckles. And if you covered up your freckles with makeup, well, you're out of a job. They're also looking for your natural hair so they can adequately determine exactly how much time they're going to need to have you in hair and makeup. If you have really curly hair, but you straighten it for your headshots, well, they think you have straight hair and they need straight hair. If you show up curly, Well, let's just say it's going to be a problem, okay? Their time is thrown off. People are pissed. They're now looking for someone with straight hair, and you're heading for your car. So what is it like working as a background actor? Well, background work often involves working very long hours, sometimes working in unfavorable weather conditions, and working with very little food. Background work really only serves two purposes in an actor or actress's career. One, you want to gain experience of being on a set and two, to put some extra cash in your pocket. Well, how much cash can you reasonably expect to make as an extra? Well, I would not plan on going out and buying that Lamborghini in Beverly Hills too soon, okay? An average rate is about $85 for an eight-hour day. Background actors and actresses who are members of a union get paid on a higher scale, which is set by the unions. Uh, Sometimes actors and actresses may get paid right after working on a job. 
But most of the time, the production companies mail out the checks, and it's usually uh, about two to three months before you get paid for a job you did two to three months earlier. Here's a couple other things you should know if you're actually hired to be a background actor. It's possible that you might be asked to bring a few changes of clothes so that wardrobe folks can pick and choose what they want you to wear. You should be prepared for a bit of a walk or even longer walk, or if you're really lucky, a shuttle bus that'll take you from base camp to the set, often where they set up the trailers for the stars and the tables for food, etc., is often quite a distance from where the actual shooting is taking place. And oftentimes, extras just get to walk there. <laughs> Productions are required to provide food for anybody on the set. That doesn't mean the food is the same for everybody on the set. Background actors are usually held in a holding area until called to the set. That's where you're going to find your food. You know, most likely a cup of Cheez-Its. <laughs> Personal experience there. We were uh, background actors in a movie that was actually being filmed in Dodger Stadium. You probably saw us in that movie. We were the couple sitting in section 103, row 10, seat 7 and 8. Anyway, the food for us background people for the day was donuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. It was donuts. As the uh, we Our call time was around 3 o'clock, and we were there all afternoon and well into the evening shooting these scenes. And as the evening rolled on, the crew was having some difficulty getting the camera position for a particular shot. So I seized the moment, and I went over to the donut table. I hit that table uh, of glazed goodness like locusts on a field. <laughs> I got paid in donuts. I'm not ashamed. So there you go. That's the basics of being a background actor. Again, head off to centralcasting.com uh, after the show and see if the silver screen life is for you. Now it's time to grab a cup of Cheez-Its, and when we come back, I'm going to have some stories of when background actors ruined a scene, and it wasn't me. Get wild root cream off, Charlie. It keeps your hair in trim. You see it's non-alcoholic, Charlie. It's made with pseudo-anolin. You better get wild root Yes, you'll have a tough time, Charlie, keeping those gals away. <laughs> Keep those gals away. <laughs> I got my hair cut today, so that commercial seemed appropriate. All right, back to uh, background actors. The good news is that in some cases, being a background actor can actually put you in the eye of casting directors. And if they like you, they may actually continue to call you back for more work. However, and this is really important to know, background work cannot be listed on an actor or actress's resume so it does not count as past work experience. Boo. Hey, don't blame me taking up with the union, okay? And now you're probably saying to yourself, hey, Doug, has anyone famous ever started out as an extra? Oh, come on. You know I have the answer. Uh, here's just a few, all right? Brad Pitt. <laughs> you ever heard of him? He started off in the 1987 film Less Than Zero. He appeared as, quote, party-goer, preppy guy at fight. 
I personally don't think that's quite as good as popcorn box carrying guy, but uh, you know, whatever. Renee Zellweger, uh, before she was Bridget Jones, she was, quote, girl in blue pickup truck <laughs> in Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Check it out. Sylvester Stallone, he appeared as an extra in some of the unlikeliest places. He was in Woody Allen's 1971 movie Bananas. He was also in Clute. Matt Damon, now, if you ever seen Mystic Pizza and thought to yourself, hey, is that Matt Damon? Well, yeah, it is. Damon was only 18 at the time, and he was an extra in the film. And then if you've ever watched A Field of Dreams right after watching Mystic Pizza, you think to yourself, could that possibly be Matt Damon playing a fan at Fenway Park? Well, yes, it is. He was an extra in that one as well with another familiar face, Ben Affleck. He was an extra alongside his buddy Matt in Field of Dreams as well. Bruce Willis is another hardworking actor that took background roles when he was just getting started. He was an extra playing a courtroom patron in The Verdict. And lastly, Megan Fox. She was in the Will Smith and Martin Lawrence movie, A Bad Boys 2. Uh, she had the role playing, quote, Stars and Stripes Bikini Kid Dancing Under Waterfall. <laughs> well, it worked out well for her. What can I say? Now, the whole process of uh, being an extra or background actor is to make the scenes more believable. So the best background actors are the ones you really never notice. Basically, you're supposed to be like furniture, okay? And while extras have an easier job than the main players you know, in the foreground with real lines, acting normal while the camera rolls is still a difficult skill to master. I mean, walking with a box of popcorn took skill, concentration, Naturally, I would uh, maybe have popped a couple pieces of popcorn in my mouth as I walked by, but uh, we extras were told under no circumstances were we allowed to eat the popcorn. I guess they had a tight popcorn budget. I don't know. So it's no surprise that there have been many instances of background actors completely blowing a scene. Again, it wasn't me. In uh, Martin Scorsese's Academy Award-winning 1990 gangster flick, Goodfellas, one of the best movies ever, there's a pivotal scene involving Ray Liotta's Henry Hill and Robert De Niro's Jimmy set in a diner. Uh, this is when Henry figures out that his fellow mobster and longtime friend is about to have him killed. Now, we all know that as background actors, you're not supposed to look at the camera, but one guy constantly drew attention to the fact that he knows he's on camera and he tries his not-so-subtle attempts not to look at the camera. Now, if you watch him closely, you can see his eyes constantly darting around trying not to look at the camera, which, of course, leads him to doing just that at one point. In Alfred Hitchcock's 1959 thriller North by Northwest, uh, there's a pretty good goof. Just before the film's climactic chase scene on Mount Rushmore, Cary Grant confronts Marie Saint in the National Park's cafeteria. The scene ends with Saint's character, Eve Kendall, shooting Cary Grant's character, Roger Thornhill. Unfortunately, the scene itself required multiple takes to get right. You can kind of figure that having to hear a gunshot go off repeatedly would not be uh, too pleasant to the ears. Well, after a few takes, a little boy in the background opted to plug his ears in anticipation of the gunshot. You can actually see the boy plug his ears way before the gunshot ever goes off. In a classic moment of knowing where the camera is, the greatest scenes in the history of movie extra work came in Gladiator. Not content with being uh, dropped into the background crowd, this particular background actor also noticed that there was a pillar between him and the camera, so he decided to get his face on camera no matter what. 
So once the director called action, he simply leaned into the shot, <laughs> leaned into the shot without a care for realism and literally pushing another extra out of the way. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. In the bring a gun to the knife fight scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark, a background actor is playing the part of a street vendor butcher type person. It's a very quick shot, but you can see him behind Harrison Ford and well, he's chopping air. <laughs> <laughs> There's a piece of meat in front of him, but he's just chopping air. So apparently no meat was harmed in this particular scene. In the 007 film Quantum of Solace, during James Bond's mission in Haiti, there's a scene where Bond is on a pier using his phone. And in the background, there's a man sweeping. Yeah, he's sweeping nothing. <laughs> he's just sweeping air. His broom is about a foot and a half off the ground, and he's just sweeping air. <laughs> Now, for all you Star Wars fans, you know exactly what I'm going to talk about in this one. If you're not a Star Wars fan, you've probably seen this anyway. It's the original Star Wars when Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo and Chewbacca are trying to find their way out of the Death Star's trash compactor. While a group of stormtroopers managed to unseal the blast door to the control room R2-D2 and C-3PO are hiding in. As they make their way through the entrance, one of the stormtroopers can be seen banging his head off the blast door, thus lending credibility to Luke's earlier statement that you can't see anything in these helmets. Arguably the most famous background gaffe in cinematic history, this shot has been so embraced by the Star Wars community that director George Lucas didn't even try to remove it in the special edition. Instead, he added a thud sound effect to draw even more attention to it. <laughs> Way to embrace it, George. And lastly, in the take one for the team department, in The Last Samurai, there's a scene where Captain Nathan Algren, played by Tom Cruise, he returns to the front lines of his samurai allies. As he dismounts his horse, you can see his horse kick one of the samurai extras right in the, uh, the groin. Don't! <laughs> he kept the scene going, no matter the pain. And that's going to wrap up this episode. But first, what have we learned? Well, we learned that you're not going to get rich by being a background actor. <laughs> not at $85 a day. We learned that if Megan Fox is playing Stars and Stripes Bikini Kid Dancing Under Waterfall, you can make it too. <laughs> and we learned that the next time you watch a show on a TV or a movie, you're most likely going to be paying more attention to the background actors. And then you're going to miss the dialogue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and with that, I am officially pulling the curtain closed on episode 80. Thank you very much for tuning and listening. I always appreciate it. I'm not kidding. I really do. And I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes. You'll never, ever, ever, ever get back. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So 
take take a look at those two things if you like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.